past ten, it's time to say hi to Steve Vines, Joe-san. Uh, Joe-san and, and good morning. Good morning to you. So, just um, before you get you know, yeah, <laughs> get your sleeves up, so what about it then? Jezza for Prime Minister? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the... Um, Question mark? The, 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 the British election <laughs> British where Alexander, that's going on. Alexander de Piffle Johnson, who for um, some reason calls himself Boris Johnson, that is not his name, by the way, uh, uh, is in a, a battle of the giants with um, well-known allotment gardener uh, Jeremy Hello Corbyn. There. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is kicking off. We, for we need for the few, him. not the many. For the many, not the few. Um, but, I mean... You know, they they have this very odd tradition in Britain, and uh, uh, I don't know if the listener is aware of it, is that, first of all, uh, the person who wins the election forms the government. It is complicated, That's Steve. complicated, <laughs> that is complicated. Um, and then, um, oh, they don't disqualify candidates before they're even allowed to run, that's another peculiarity. And for some reason in Britain, they manage to have an election where everybody votes. I mean, they don't have special oh, categories segue, for. <laughs> yeah, it's a segue. They don't have special categories for allotment gardeners, um, for people who've shown um, loyalty to the Latin class of 32, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I mean, it is an interesting election, I have to say. God, dear Steve. I mean, by any by any standards, I, I I have to laugh though because this happens time and time again. We were confidently told by all the people who don't know something from Shinola that that um, this was an election which would prove that the stranglehold of the two major parties was going to be broken by these insurgent middle of the roaders. So there's even a party called, and nobody's even remember what it's called. Him apparently it's called change uk that was formed to much acclaim and uh oh that's right they're not even showing in the opinion polls whatsoever the liberal democrats who are going to make an enormous breakthrough um in in having you know hundreds of mps around the country look as though they'll be lucky to increase their current miserable total by about 10 Mm. um and the contest is as it has been in every election since before the Second World War, has been between the two, the two Goliaths of the political system. Did Paddy Ashdown come anywhere near? No, not even within really? spitting. I mean, at the high point. I mean, of course, the, 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 b- before the war, you actually had Liberal governments, but, I mean, that that's quite a long time ago. Um, but I think at the high point of um, Liberal success in the UK Parliament, they only got into double digits... Now, that's not enough to form a government by any stretch of the imagination. And it's even it's even interesting what will happen in Northern Ireland, because you've had this enormous stranglehold that the um, uh, UDP have got on on the seats in Northern Ireland. And remember that, that the other big party in Northern Ireland is Sinn Féin, which doesn't take up its seats because they won't swear an oath of allegiance to the Crown. Right. Um, but they're... they're um, their stranglehold looks to be under threat as well. So there's many sort of side issues which are also interesting. Uh, and it looks as though it's going to be extinction, not extinction, rebellion for the Tories in Scotland who did so well under their rather dynamic leader, Ruth Davidson, who's now who's now gone.
Let's talk a bit about democracy here. You've painted this wonderful Bruegel Bruegel painting of of what democracy is like in the United Kingdom. Now, exactly this circus, this kind of fiasco, if you want to call it, is what people who despise democracy say, look, that's what happens. And it's chalk and oranges, isn't it? They (laughs) absolutely do. I mean, you know, if you want to have another version of this about how dysfunctional the British system is, how ghastly are their leaders, go, break a leg. You, 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 you can make that case. But the crucial thing that the anti-Democrats can never, ever get their heads around is you can kick the bastards out. Yeah. And this is something which they just don't get. I mean, there was even this one well, of those... A couple of those, weekends ago they got it. But well, it was, I was it, going to albeit, say... But it's good, I was going to say <laughs> that the, the, one of the, the, the usual weasels who, who writes all this nonsense was in, in one of the pro-Beijing papers this week going, the Hong Kong electorate has proved themselves unworthy by the results of the election. <coughs> well... You know, this is this is clearly Carrie Lamb's view of what happened when the overwhelming number of uh, the, the overwhelming turnout at the district council polls um, two Sunday two Sundays ago or, or normal people uh, voted for the Democrats, and she said, you know, that awful phrase that she uses, "I will be humbly listening to to the public in the wake of this." And what is it she does? She humbly listens to the people who were defeated. Yeah, Her, so she, she said she'd she humbly couldn't, listen. She couldn't wait. She, has. she couldn't wait to get them all in, and and apparently, and by the by, they're also going to be offered all sorts of little jobs and joblets and positions. That is a rumor, by the way. That's a rumor. We can't confirm it, but it it did, <laughs> it did, it did occur in Sing. It, it started from Singtao, which has now become the official leaking machine for the pro-China camp. If you want to leak, you put it in Singtao. So I'm quite sure that will happen. But, I mean, this is just audacious beyond belief. You have an election in which the people speak, and Carrie Lamb says, I tell you what, I'm going to listen to the people who the people did not elect. I mean, not slightly didn't elect, not mildly didn't elect. They were crushed in this election. And that's her response. That's the sum total of her response. But actually, it's not the sum total of her response. Because... After that, she then thinks, oh, we haven't launched a white terror for a while. So I'll tell you what, tell you what, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Let's send a tremor of fear through the schools and start having a white terror in schools. And and we've seen this very rapidly. There's a teacher who's been charged as a result of um, a rally 10 days ago, something like that. And um, the education department acting on the guidance of of the great leader, the CNO, the chief executive in name only, has decided that he should be suspended from the school. This is a man who hasn't gone through a court of law. I mean, this is just extraordinary. This is her response. This is her response to what the public want. She had a window of opportunity here to say, you know what, there was a peaceful, well-conducted election, and I think maybe here is a moment for a reset. Let's all sit down. Now, do you know that in the six months of these protests, she has never, ever sat down with any form of Democratic uh, representatives? She won't talk to the Democrats in LegCo. She won't talk to the well-known Democratic organisations like the Civil and Human Rights Fund. She won't apparently talk to the newly elected leaders who've just received the public mandate. But her door swings open and wide well, you to, have to anybody. Ask yourself, why? <clears throat> 
I mean, really, really, I, I, why? I think, why? I think the main reason why is, is that because she's the chief executive in name only and, and is now under remote control, under micromanagement from the comrades sitting in Shenzhen in the wonderfully named Bohemia House, she's not allowed to. They've said, no, no, you mustn't talk to these people. She goes, yes, comrade, I understand. I won't talk to them. Don't worry. Honestly, trust me, I can keep, I can keep stumm. I don't know whether she uses that particular expression, but that's what she's saying. I can keep Stum when you want me to. They're all smelly and horrible, and I'm never going to speak to them. And uh, um, uh, uh, I will take a um, absolutely um, decisive, uh, maybe decisive, possibly decisive. Well, We're not this week. Actively following it up. Actively ministry. decisive action <laughs> yeah. when uh, when when the time is right, and that may be. Um, Etc. I want to talk a bit about teachers. That's a bunch of people we've not really talked about much. I'm just looking back here, a news story from a couple of days ago. <coughs> yeah. Uh, she's ordered Education Secretary to seriously follow up on any teachers arrested or found to have violated rules as she fears violence has now infected the city schools. Now, since when, unless we're talking in a seriously authoritarian place, do teachers have this role as cadres? I don't remember teachers ever well, having that role. If you if you look at the uh, narrative that's coming down doing, from yeah. the bosses... Um, in Beijing, I mean, what they say time after time, because they, they're completely paralysed with fear that they've lost the younger generation, so-called. This is what the infamous Annie Wu of Maxim fame says, oh, you know, we've lost two generations now, I can't, can't talk to them. What, what they really fear is that they've lost the battle of hearts and minds with the next generation of Hong Kong. So instead of saying, I wonder why this is, their answer is because there's been insufficient propaganda. And they're obsessed with the idea that in schools there's not enough indoctrination, there's not enough flag-waving, there's not enough children standing to attention singing in word-perfect no form though. the national anthem in, 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 in Putonghua. There's not enough teachers going round seizing... Uh, liberal studies books from under the <laughs> under the desks of children. I mean, so their explanation isn't, oh, maybe there's a problem with the system. It's, oh, there's maybe there's something wrong with the propaganda. So it's quite interesting that the propaganda department of the Communist Party is taking a lead in these matters. I mean, they and I love the fact they still call it the propaganda department. They haven't even well, thought honest, up a, exactly. They haven't thought up a euphemism for it. They forget. They forget. And the then they blame the teachers, of course. Then they say, ah, oh, yeah must be those teachers Whoa. it's not though that's interesting i was thinking about this the other day so i mean hong kong young people have proved to themselves have proven that, that they're not easily brainwashed and you know oh, and incidentally they like hong kong love yeah, hong yeah, kong yeah. But, actually I mean, you go back to the age of 11 and 12 and i think these young secondary school kids are sort of the ones who could fall foul of x y and z i remember when i was 11 and 12 we had christianity rammed down our throat and I actually don't remember it making the slightest impact on me whatsoever I'm talking about seriously full on C of E Christianity it didn't bother but me in it, the slightest it, that is interesting, I, I, I was listening to this is a, a bit of a non sequitur but it, 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 it is relevant to this, I was listening to a radio interview, it's not a new one with um, Kasparov, you know the, the, the Russian chess player who yeah. grew up in Soviet Russia uh, he grew up in, in a, a remote part of the Soviet Union in those days. And as he be he became a chess child prodigy, and the interviewer said to him, what was it you first noticed when you went to the West? He said, well, everybody expects me to say that what I first noticed was this overwhelming abundance of consumer items. 
And he said, you know, it really wasn't that. It was meeting people and it was their open minds. You know, he'd come from, he said, I came from a system where all of this was rammed down our throats. Mm. You know, the glory of the motherland, the, the, the actually they call it the fatherland, um, the, the, the supremacy of the Communist Party, etc. And he said, you know, I, I started going to these chess con um, competitions, admittedly under heavy guard, and I suddenly found that people had open minds. And he said it was, it was such an enormous revelation to me. And, you know, now we are here in Hong Kong, and mm. it's the same thing. They want the system that, that crushed people in the Soviet Union to be imposed here. They want the system which closes mines mm. in uh, the mainland to be in operation here. I mean, it's very sad because you've got a great generation, and let's call it out for what it is. You have a great generation of younger people in Hong Kong who passionately clear care about the place mm. you know all that nonsense we used to be told hong kong people only care about money they only care about themselves right. they're not going to make any any sacrifice for some airy fairy notion of freedom boy is that shown to be completely and utterly wrong it truly is but so here just a little bit more about that so this very victorian notion that the the secondary school kids because they're they're old enough and big enough to be able to running around on the streets on their own yes. they can be easily brainwashed so what to, remember when did you learn the biggest lessons rightly or wrongly in your life when you were three and four or two and and they, we're going after parents next because that's that's the, well, that's the spongy well if you listen to the great oracle um annie Wu, she of she of max Seems fame. She she's 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 in you know in one of her bonkers interviews with 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 one of the Communist Party television stations. She's she's gone exactly down that road, saying I think the parents are not fit to bring up those children. Rthk.hk James, thank you very much for your email. But Steve and I are so slow this morning. We don't get we don't get it. <laughs> So really, I mean, yeah, you've, you've got us. So uh, right in again um, above the pay grade, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, can't troll me, James. Right, <laughs> well, you just did. Well, so well, what, what, well, I mean, of course, the other big thing this week has been that the um, the overseas experts that were invited to join the independent police complaints commission to look into stuff that's been happening here have have unanimously said i tell you See what you later. we're moving away from this there's, there's no point in us being associated with it any longer this commission doesn't have the powers to conduct a proper investigation and uh bye so, bye so why are we here? bye, bye and good yes that's yeah. what they're saying bye bye and good luck and anthony neo who who used to be a, I mean it's funny I was going to say used to be a respectable figure in the in the legal community um, but they get tainted once they get involved with this administration pops up and says you know I'm chairman of the IPCC problem with these people is they really don't understand Hong Kong Mr Neo you appointed them and at the time, you yep. said they were a very distinguished panel of experts who would give enormous amounts of help. Now that they failed to produce, you know, uh, a yes, sir type report, apparently they're dust. I mean, come on. Which way was it? Were they were they what we call in, in the trade crap to begin with? Or did they become crap once they got here? I'm not quite clear which of those two versions... Uh, Mr. Neo, sir, you're, you're, you're alleging is the case. But, I mean, what we do know is what we've known from day one is that the IPCC is not the right um, place to do the job of inquiring into what's going on in Hong Kong. This Why? is not a secret. Why not, though? Give it, give it, give it, some, give it some technicals. Well, number one, 
Um, they have no no powers whatsoever yep. to require people to appear and to produce evidence. I mean, this is the point. Number two, it's it's composed of of the usual, the absolutely usual band of hand wavers, uh, flag wavers rather, and um, you know it's been purged of anybody who's really independent. That committee is stuffed full of people who love the party. And, you know, good luck to them. There's no reason why they shouldn't love the party. But they're not independent. Nobody seriously believes they're independent. And number three, and this is really important, is that in their interactions with the police, the police can at any moment just say to them, eh, no, no, the answer's no. no. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, 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 this clearly is not fit for purpose. So, again, the case for an independent commission to look into what's happened in the past six months and why it's happened ain't going to happen apparently because you know it's just not going to produce the right result it's like those elections you can't really have elections where you just don't know what the result's going to be I and mean, what's the point of that so these people have proved that they're very skilled and busy they're, by saying this and, isn't really worth the paper and they, they've given they've given actually um good advice saying look if you want to do this properly you've got to restructure this organization and the response has been no we didn't want to hear that that's not what you're here for you're supposed to be here to endorse whatever it is uh, we say you're going to wrong. endorse so bye-bye and by the way you came business class you're going back economy so 50p <laughs> says this isn't going to happen well, let's see. Let's see. Nothing is forever. I mean, it is interesting that a lot of the worms have turned and are now saying, you know what, uh, maybe we better have one of these independent inquiries because it, it's the only way of diffusing the situation. Mind you, while all of that's going on, they've got um, our good friends back in LegCo. They've, they've also taken to heart the election results. They're going, yes... Yes, that certainly means we should be doing something. I tell you what, let's expel another two Democrats from the chamber. That will learn them for voting the wrong way. So they they tried to exp uh, um, expel Tanya Chan yesterday, and they're they're, they're gunning for Su Ka Chun, the um, the other person who was charged and uh, found guilty as a result of the Umbrella Movement protests. Gosh, yes. Um, for inciting others to incite others. I, I love that charge. Um, anyway, the, the, they both got eight-month eight um, sentences suspended in the case of Tanya Chan, and they're both sentences... Sorry, both uh, rulings, incidentally, are under appeal at the moment. But, you know, you can always trust our, our, our friends in, in the pro-China camp in the legislature. No, no excuse too small to try and try and overturn the result of a, an election because of course both um tanya chan and uh siu ka chun who in fact um is a functional constituency representative but of a very large functional constituency the social welfare one yeah. have a big mandate so their their response to anybody with a big mandate is whoa off whoa, with their heads off with their heads <laughs> yes <laughs> madame le guillotine where are you today yeah. <laughs> So there's that going on. God, I mean, honestly, it's... It's um, it's gone past the point of being even sophisticated. It really has. Which, which you know when people do that, they're... I don't know, desperate's probably not the right word, but they don't care anymore. <laughs> they, they don't care anymore. But, but, but into all of this, a, a, a little bit of um, uh, Gigglesworth is... Oh, well, there's two things, incidentally, which, which interest me. Um, one is the Liberal Party, bless them, have gone trotting along to... 
um, the financial secretary, who's who no doubt has a name, but everybody's forgotten it, and said to him, "You know what? You know what? I'll tell, tell you what. We've got a great idea. Let's let's give everybody ten thousand dollars in the new budget because these giveaways they really work." And then they cite the example. This is this is what's so extraordinary. They cite the example of the six thousand dollar giveaway, which you remember came in in one of Donald Jung's um, era budgets, and they said that was highly successful. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a complete and utter waste of taxpayers' money. What it was highly successful in doing, nobody has has other than the fact that people are quite happy to have money for nothing. I do get that bit of it. But did it revive the economy? Of course it effing didn't. Did it oh, make this a... this is to spend on calves and stuff here. Well, well they're it? saying it could be that, or they could just give them the money, or maybe it could just be a desperate move to try and get elected when the um, next LegCo elections come around. But it's an irresponsible, it's a staggeringly irresponsible way of conducting... The public finances is is just to give away money to people. Well, Remember, when you give it away to everybody, you give it away to people who are very very rich as well as people who are very very poor. Ten thousand dollars will make a lot of difference to someone who's living below the poverty line, which, as we know, is a great number of people in Hong Kong. But it makes you know, will it will Lee Kashing's life be changed forever with an extra ten thousand dollars? I'm just guessing it won't. Tell you what, Steve, I for one don't want it. Give it to a bloke under a bridge; he can yes, use it a lot better. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, they're, 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 they're sort of, they're floundering around for ways to become, remain relevant and popular. But there is a lovely thing. So, they, 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 the People's Republic of China has decided that they're very worried about the image that is being generated by the Hong Kong protests, not to mention what's going on in Xinjiang and the, the mass and the stuff we don't detention, know about, well, and all the stuff. And so they've told their diplomats to get out on the road and, you know, start um, stirring it up in, in the wider world and, and, <laughs> and make the case for why the People's Republic is doing such great work in both Hong Kong and Xinjiang. And, and in, in the dear old South China Morning Post, they, they dug up some academic, academic called um, Xu Feng from Nanjing University who says... I, I don't think he's been at the School of Irony recently. He says, um, the mobilizations of diplomats is to present the Hong Kong issue from internationalization. Think about that. 